Welcome back to the Complete Health Rewire podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how hard you should be training to see results. We're joined today by head coach Stacey and transformation coach Chris. Here's a quick snippet of what you can expect in our podcast today, and then we'll get into the main body. How do we know we're having a good session? And for me, that often feels like a bit of a flow state that we get into. So we're in the gym, we're focused, we know what the routine is, we know what reps we need to work towards, we already know what tempo that we're going to be working towards. When we're lifting, we're focusing on that mind-to-muscle connection. We're not just thinking about moving away from A to B, we can feel that we're actually challenging the muscle itself. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how hard should we train? So we're trying to get an understanding here as to how hard do we need to push ourselves to get results from the workouts that we're doing in the gym? So I'm going to kind of throw it over to you first, Stacey. How hard should we train and what should we be looking out for? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a very broad question. It's going to be dependent on personal situations. But I mean, when you go into a new program, you know, especially if you're quite new to training, there's probably going to be new exercises that you haven't done before. Maybe it's a new setup that you're not used to. You know, so the first week, maybe even two weeks are going to be not 100%, you know, you're not going to be absolutely killing yourself because you should be paying attention to, okay, am I doing this right? Maybe you're filming exercises. You're extra careful of things like the tempo. So I think you want to be pushing yourself in those initial weeks, yes, um, and you want to be making sure you're doing things well, but you're probably not going to be training absolutely all out, leaving it all on the floor those first couple of weeks. You're going to be leaving room for progression, and then as you get settled in the program, you're able to push a little bit harder and your intensity should sort of ramp up over the 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 course of the program basically okay so if somebody's just starting off and say they've had their first kind of uh, phase of workouts delivered to them um you think it's more like a, a feel you're, you're kind of feeling your way into it yeah a little bit i mean especially if you are quite new to it because if you just go in and try to absolutely hammer yourself a you're going to be cripplingly sore afterward uh, and b like if we don't know how well you move yet, there's more chance that you might injure yourself, you know, or you might just not get what you want out of that workout because you're not doing it correctly yet. So you probably are better off focusing a little bit more on the execution for that first week or so, settling into it. Like I said, push yourself, but you don't have to, you know, be crawling out of the gym after that first week or two. So, you know, once you've got into a routine, say like you've established it, you're two to three weeks in, uh, you've been in a pretty good place with your nutrition for a, a few weeks now as well. Um, do you think at that point you can start to, to really ramp things up? And, and again, what, what would we be looking for there? Yeah, I definitely think you can start pushing it up then. Um, so maybe, you know, in that first week, you're choosing weights that are challenging for you, but that you have full control over um, and that you feel like, okay, you know what, I probably could have done an extra rep or two, but I know that the reps I did were good and I know that I have control over movement. Maybe by the time your confidence is settled and you're getting toward the end of a training block, you're picking weights that actually hitting that rep range is a real challenge. Maybe the last couple of reps aren't pretty, you know, but you know that you can do that because you have the control and the experience to, to manage it. Yeah, I, I think that comes down a lot to the confidence. So in the movement patterns, the confidence within yourself to be able to push out those extra few reps. I mean, if I relate this back to my own experience, when I first got into a, a barbell again, because I haven't bench pressed for years, but I'm in my new routine, I've got bench press in there. You know, I first picked up 60 kilos and it felt ridiculously heavy. And, you know, I go back to when I was benching consistently before, and it was like 150, 160, 170. And I'd be able to get a good three to five reps out. And the 60 just made me feel awful to the point I didn't even want to go back to that bench, but I had to I just uh, stay, stay focused. 
Then the 90 kilos started to go up after two to three weeks. Now we're pushing over 100. And it's nice to feel those progressions. But it's a case of, I guess, respecting yourself for where you are right now within the program and persevering. And then just knowing that that strength is going to come over time, the more consistent you are with the routine. How can we get confident with our movement patterns? What sort of things would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, like the biggest thing, especially early on, especially if you're new to it, is just sending videos. Like, I think people can sometimes feel a little bit reluctant to send through, feel a little bit awkward filming, but it's so important to do. Like the last thing you want to do is get three or four months into a program, finally send a video and have the coach go, oh, you've been doing that wrong the whole time. You know, then you've missed out on three, four months of progress that you could have gotten if you just communicated that sooner, if you just gotten those videos through sooner. So I can't stress enough how important that is. That's a a massive learning curve. As soon as you send one video through, it just opens the door. Yes, you're going to get potentially a bit of constructive criticism, but wouldn't we rather know that we're doing something correctly than potentially causing ourselves an injury later down the line as well? Because we know that with a lot of these movements, you don't get injured straight away. It's the cumulative effect of the movement patterns that you're running with. That will cause the injury later down the line so 100 send videos through as quickly as humanly possible but i think this also links to a question that was asked recently too which is how do we know we're having a good session and for me that often feels like a bit of a flow state that we get into so we're in the gym we're focused we know what the routine is we know what reps we need to work towards we already know what tempo that we're going to be working towards when we're lifting, we're focusing on that mind-to-muscle connection. We're not just thinking about moving away from A to B. We can feel that we're actually challenging the muscle itself. I think one, I'd say this is a blessing and a curse, is the gym that I go to right now, the Wi-Fi is awful, so there's definitely no distractions. And the, uh, the 3G, 4G signal in there is absolutely terrible. So all I have in front of me is just the workout. And I, I've even got to the point where I'm just writing down a piece of paper now so I can log them afterwards, just so that I can get through the sessions without any distractions whatsoever. For me, that feels like a good session where we've challenged the muscles as well, of course. When we're exercising, we're focusing on specific exercises that are working very specific muscles. And we're getting to the point within those sets that we're running that we're, we're challenging ourselves towards the last two to three reps, I'd say. So it's not easy. So we don't see a set of 12 to 15 get to 15 and think, oh, I could have done that again. Because I actually think that if we get to that point, we, we need to redo that set. So actually getting into a place where you know that you can push yourself, I guess even asking other people to come and spot you every now and again, that might be a good way to start pushing yourself a little bit more. Um, if you are worried about asking other people to come and spot you, then speak to your coaches, because sometimes it's a simple case of switching from a free weight to a machine-based uh, movement. So you can just have that confidence that if you do release the weight, it's not going to injure you or impact you. Like again, if I go back to that bench press, the last thing I want to do in that commercial gym is have a, a barbell resting on my chest, screaming out in pain. I don't fancy being the laughing stock of the gym for that day. But if I just move that over to a resistance machine and get the same movement pattern out of it and still challenge myself, then that's not going to be so much of an issue. But a good session, I think, is unique to the individual. If you're walking out of the gym feeling like, it was nothing to you, you probably didn't do enough. There was probably be room to, to maneuver there. Um, but this kind of leads me to what about after the workout? So Chris, what, what should we feel after? Should we feel drained? Should we feel like we've got doms for days? Is that a good sign of a good workout? I think the big thing to focus on um, is what's the aim of the, the session and kind of what stimulus uh, are we using? 
even if it's more on the metabolic side of things, we're probably going to feel, you know, pretty sweaty, pretty out of puff, real sort of challenge towards the end. If it's more on that neurological side of things, you're probably going to feel more sort of systemically fatigued and like you're, you know, you've not got a lot left in the tank, but you might not be sweating an awful lot. You might not be as out of uh, breath at the end of that session. Um, you want to feel like you've worked hard uh, and it's so subjective because everybody's going to feel a little bit different. You know, some people sweat more than others, even if they do the same amount of work. Um, some people are going to have less energy in the tank in the first place. Some might feel more drained afterwards, even if they've done the same amount of work. Uh, and then moving on from post sessions, kind of the following days, you know, we'd expect to see DOMS, especially if it's, um, you know, hypertrophy focused work, we'd expect quite a bit of DOMS, you know, for maybe two, three days. If you've done a particular challenging session and maybe you're in a deficit, you know, those DOMS might extend a little bit further and you might struggle for an extra few days on top of that, which isn't an issue if that's um, sort of an infrequent occurrence. If we find that we're, we're sore kind of week in, week out, we're only just recovering in time for the next session, we probably need to look at is it too much work or is the recovery not in place? Um, we just don't want to feel too sore all the time that, that impacts on our day-to-day. So does activity outside of the gym reduce because we're sore, which is going to counter, counteract the work we're doing, you know, fat loss is a goal, for example. So it's thinking about we want to work hard, but not to the point where we're then jeopardising everything else we're trying to do to get to where we want to be. Yeah, I, I think people listen to that. Um, there's a couple of questions that I'll follow up with there. So, you know, like systemically fatigued, like how would that differ from normal fatigue that we'd feel after a, a metabolic style session? Uh, what sort of things would we experience there? So generally, it's going to less feel like you kind of more as if you've just been sort of hit by a truck kind of feeling, potentially. Like you don't just feel sweaty and out of breath, but you just feel like there's just nothing left in you, even though you might not, again, be that sweater out of breath. You just physically don't have the energy or the capacity to do anything else and you feel like you just really, really need some rest. Um, whereas if it was kind of more metabolic focused, you would probably feel like there's something still left in the tank. But right now in that second, you kind of need a bit of time to, to recover before you could go again. I think that's a good way of putting it, man. I think after um, introducing myself to a new training stimulus, I felt that systemic fatigue. Um, it was like a malaise, not really being able to concentrate properly when you're working, um, even struggling with uh, proper sleep quality, just feeling a little bit restless. So that was uh, definitely something that really stood out to me. Just in terms of like the difference there, like because we talked about metabolic, we talked about hypertrophy. So if we just kind of break down those terms slightly, so a metabolic style session, what would that involve uh, versus like a, a hypertrophy-based workout? Generally, metabolic work is going to be higher rep ranges, which is then going to probably mean lower loads are required, lower rest periods. Um, so we're going to be spending more of the session working as opposed to recovering in between sets. Whereas if we're pushing more towards hypertrophy, generally we would see less actual work and, and slightly longer rest periods. So those um, sort of intraset recovery times are a little bit longer so we can get more work done um, in the actual sets. So probably less sweaty and less out of breath, but more taxing within the individual sets of work. And do you know what? It's just funny us having this conversation now and I know so many people that go into the gym blindly, just go into the gym, hit this exercise, hit that exercise, and there's no real clarity in terms of, well, what is the goal of that movement? Why am I doing this in the first place? What's the goal of this session? So just having that kind of distinction between this is what you could be doing. Um, this might be a metabolic style workout that you're doing if you're just going from one machine to the next, very little rest period in between and lots of high rep sets versus hypertrophy. I think that's a really good thing to distinguish. So appreciate the, the insights there. 
Guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, actually, I don't actually have a goal right now for my, my training. I'm not sure what I'm doing in the gym or why I'm doing it. Then it might be worth getting in touch so we can give you a bit of clarity. You can reach us on Juggy Sidhu um, on Facebook. You can reach me on the Indian Body Coach on Instagram. And we're all here to answer questions for you. So feel free to reach out. But anyway, thank you for listening and have a powerful week. If you enjoyed this episode today, all I need from you is to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, rate the podcast and review it. If you want to find more information just like this, it's going to help you move forwards within your health and wellbeing journey. Feel free to come and join us on the open support group on Facebook. It's called At The Indian Body Coach complete health rewire open member support and if you want a constant stream of incredible information motivation and inspiration come and join me on instagram at the indian body coach thank you again for tuning in i'm grateful and until next time have a powerful week